0: GA, happy Thanksgiving, brother. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. I'm man. ready to get my tryptophan on. You know, give me a fat plate and uh, get a nap.
1: <laughs> just one, just one plate. Just
0: one, dude. I'm I'm on this diet. This uh, it's
1: not a seafood diet.
0: No, I'm on this uh, pseudo Slim Fast paleo diet where I only get one plate, but it's gonna be stacked up like Damn, I'm at that's the buffet. A, that's
1: a lot of syllables. <laughs> I mean, for a diet, you should cut back on them syllables. Man. <laughs> no question, man. Look, no jokes, no jokes. Because we got a professional
0: on with us this week on the Hangtime Podcast. We got somebody else who's a professional at handling we the jokes. We got somebody who's
1: actually funny. Exactly. what you're trying to say. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Comedian extraordinaire, Tony Rock, joining us here on the Hangtime Podcast. Tony, how you doing, brother?
1: I'm good, fellas. What's going on?
0: Hey, man, we're just trying to figure out you know, I wanted to, to be say, thankful for. I
1: know and I want to say Brooklyn in the house, but you know, he didn't up and move out west, <laughs> you know. No, 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 no. Brooklyn till I die. <laughs> okay, Brooklyn forever. Okay, okay. Just check. Go it. Nets.
2: The Nets is my team.
1: Go oh, Nets. Man. Oh, wow. oh. oh
0: my goodness. This guy. Well look, I know you got so much stuff going on. December first, all deaf comedy on HBO. January twenty fifth. Yes. B T Black Card Revoke, man. You got all this stuff going on, but how do you find the time to plug in and really enjoy the NBA like you do. And I know you're one of those guys who's well-versed in the league.
2: Yeah, the NBA, you know, you wait You wait all summer for the NBA to start back up. You follow the trades during the offseason. You wait for the all-star break to enjoy some of the festivities, and then it gets serious. The NBA season gets serious after the all-star break. So you follow it all, all year round, you know. So it's, I'm always reading the paper about, you know, who's going where and who's who said something they shouldn't have said or <laughs> <laughs> who's uh, you know, hurt, who's on IR, who's getting traded, who, who needs to be traded. I, I stay very well versed the NBA lifestyle.
1: And, and, Tony, after this past offseason, I, I know how big a fan you are. i never experienced anything like it. It, it, it was all NBA all summer long with everything that transpired. It, did anything surprise you or, or anything that made you raise an eyebrow when you saw it play out?
2: Uh, first of all, it was one of the best off seasons in a long time. Yeah. It was like one of the most exciting in a long time. Uh, the thing, the, the the biggest thing was t- Kyrie acting out of uh, Cleveland. Yeah, I think that was like yeah. really big. I didn't. I don't think a lot of people saw that coming.
0: Yeah, and I don't think a lot of people saw the Celtics coming. I don't think LeBron saw it coming.
2: Yeah, the, <laughs> whole, the whole process, Kyrie acting <laughs> out, and then how well the Celtics are playing is yeah. just all you know one storyline. It's amazing. Yeah, it's just no doubt
0: about it. Comedian Tony Rock, co-host of NBA TV's The Warm Up every Thursday this season before TNT action, joining us on the Hang Time Podcast, Tony. When you look at, at today's NBA, and, we, and we're talking about Thanksgiving, just what we're thankful for, what's the one thing about today's NBA that you say, you know what, I appreciate this m- as much as anything right now, whether it's a player, a team, a style, what's, what's the one thing about the league you really love right now?
2: Uh, the one thing I love about the league right now, and I'm very appreciative for, is Joel Embiid.
3: <laughs> yeah. I'm just happy to be
2: a big man that plays the game the way a big man's supposed to play it that can hit free throws, that has Olajuwon moves but can still hit the three, and he's having as much fun on the court as you should have being a professional basketball player. Yeah.
1: No, I agree with you 100%. I think you hit it right on the head. I mean, that – I mean, for me personally, I'm most thankful just for just how global our game is and just how it's transcended race. Yeah. Because for a long time it was just a black game. Yeah. Now it's much more transcendent. Most of our stars transcend race. Uh, We don't have the knuckleheads in the league, you know, high character guys. The drama we have is the kind of drama you should have, right? It generally revolves around the court. And that's something that, as a fan, man, I love, you know, because I don't ever have to feel embarrassed (laughs) about what somebody's done or is doing. And I, I think, for me, that's what I've been enjoying the most, and then to see a lot of these young teams that have struggled for so long, to in point the Knicks and the Lakers finally getting back to a point where they're relevant again. Yeah.
2: Yeah. To your point, it's uh, it's just amazing to see the face of the New York Knicks is a guy that we would have never thought would be <laughs> the face of, of New York basketball. Half yeah. the
1: fans can't pronounce his name.
2: Exactly. That's why I said the face <laughs> of the guy from <laughs> the guy with the New York Knicks.
1: <laughs> Tony,
0: what's that? What's that like in for New Yorkers? The struggle that has been. You know, the Knicks, and and everybody knows about their fan base, the Nets being in Brooklyn. You know, you got two teams in that city, the Mecca of basketball, and both of them are struggling to get to a point where, you know, their fans can go around crowing and and beating their chest about how great their teams are.
2: But you know what, the Knicks Knicks have, like, the Knicks have the mystique. They have, you know, a long history. I, I always felt like it's good for the NBA when the Knicks are good, when the Sixers are good, the Celtics are good, and the Lakers are good. That's always good for the NBA. And Knicks fans are die hard. So just as long as the basketball is exciting, they'll support it wholeheartedly. And that's what it is right now. It's not necessarily, you know, they're not screaming we're going to go into the finals or we even gonna make the playoffs and go far into the playoffs, but as long as the basketball is competitive and it's exciting, New York fans will support it. Yeah. Did, were we you hate guys that don't look like they that, that, that look like they're just trying to get a check.
3: <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> were you as surprised as anybody at at how ugly the 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 breakup was for the Knicks last year with Melo, Phil. You look up now, you talked about Porzingis now being the face of the franchise. But did it end uglier than you imagined? Because I thought it was going to end bad. I was like, this is not going to end pretty for somebody. Mm. But it was worse I than I thought. I didn't think it
2: was going to end. I thought Melo was just going to just refuse to go anywhere. And it would just stay there like that girlfriend that's like, we're not breaking up until I see you breaking up. But, you know, he, he I think he saw that you know there were opportunities in uh, OKC. He agreed to be traded. But it did get super ugly. It actually got super weird because – it was. It almost seemed to the outsider that Phil had a personal with yeah, Carmelo. Yeah. And then it just made you think, like, what are we not hearing? What's the stuff that they're saying behind closed doors to each other and in practices that we're not hearing? Because this just doesn't seem like a normal uh, way of going about trading the player or trying to trade a player. Does it speak about him in, in the media without speaking to him and then uh, Melo's tweeting stuff, <laughs> which is the new – that's the new millennial way of, you know – of uh, voicing your, your, your displeasure with something is to just tweet and not actually talk to the person. <laughs> and we get back to a time where people actually talk to each other when they have a problem. Yeah,
1: that's the new passive-aggressive yes, yes. approach. Now. Yeah. You know, you can just send that little subtle job out yeah. vis-a-vis social media. And the fact that, you know, Carmelo became... It's hard to be an athlete and be a sympathetic figure in New York. Yeah. And he Absolutely. became that. You know, he went full circle. And, and that was... In a lot of ways, you should thank Phil Jackson for that. <laughs> Phil made it possible.
0: Yeah, Tony. Tony, is there a difference <laughs> between the way fans react to the league based on the coast? I mean, you lived on both coasts. Is there is there a, a fundamental difference in the way f- basketball fans in L.A. react to their teams compared to the way New Yorkers do, East Coasters do? Because I feel like L.A. Well, is underrated as a basketball place. It's, they love their basketball out there.
2: They do. No, this L.A. This is the thing in L.A. Blind loyalty. To the Los Angeles Lakers. Blind loyalty. They don't care. Lakers forever in Los Angeles. The Knicks fans, the New York fans, the East Coast fans, we kind of more, you know, if the guy's bad, we'll say he's bad. We know the stats. We know, you know, who's not performing like they should be. L.A., don't say anything bad about the Lakers. They don't care about numbers. Look how bad uh, Alonzo's playing. They don't care. He's wearing purple and yellow. (laughs) He is the next guy. He's going to save the franchise. They're going to win 16, 17 more championships, according to Laker fans. Uh, his father is the 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 pitch, the poster boy for the, the the L.A. fan when it comes to the Lakers. They just mm-hmm. they don't even want to hear. They don't. You can't talk to L.A. Laker fans. They just don't want to hear facts. They just care about the Lakers, <laughs> blind loyalty to
1: the Lakers. You know, I would take it. I, I always said the L.A. fans they love to love their team. And the Knicks fans, New York fans, they love to hate their team. Mm. Now, <laughs> but they don't want nobody else hating their team. I mean, they can hate them, but they don't want you hating them. Right. You can't say nothing bad about them. Yeah, it's it's just a it's strange. Like I can say something bad about yeah. them. About you can't say <laughs> that's right. Oh, about him. <laughs> how, I feel,
2: how I feel about them and what I say about them is two different things. It's
0: like family, you know. Like I'm, I can talk bad about my brother. You've been not say nothing about him. There Absolutely. You go. Yeah, there you absolutely. Go. But I I love the. Coastal that bi-coastal feel, and only you know a very select few people get a chance to enjoy that. You know, Um, was it was it tough for you, Tony, in terms of packing up your fandom, your East Coast fandom, and taking it out west? Because you know, I would imagine you know you go to Miami or somewhere, and it's the arena is full of fans of the Knicks, or you know, full of fans from another part of the country. But LA, I've never got that feeling when you go in the Staples Center that the visiting team has fans that outweigh the Laker and Kobe fans like, I know people still showing up to games with Kobe jerseys
2: no except for the Knicks when I go to the, uh, to the okay. Center and the Knicks are there against, against the Lakers you see a lot of New Yorkers in the stands a yeah. lot of New Yorkers repping hometown similar when Bulls come to town you see a lot of Chicagoans but uh, other places you know when the Minnesota Tim Wolves are here <laughs> it's like it's just a, it's a Laker game you know <laughs> <laughs> when, the, when the Indiana Pacers are here it's a Laker game might as well be Yorkers, a squad, in a squad script uh, everywhere <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's, a, that's crazy. So, look, with your schedule, I mean, you you working into the wee hours. You're on the West Coast. That had to be nice for you, being a sports fan, moving west. That changes the viewing schedule. That means you get to watch some games that you wouldn't get to see if you were on the East Coast.
2: Yeah, but you know what? When I was a kid, I was the biggest Laker fan in the world. Magic <laughs> Johnson's my favorite basketball player of all time. I right. was the biggest Laker fan the Lakers would come on at what ten thirty in New York. Yep. Yeah. I had to be in bed by ten, so I had to get permission to stay up late just to watch the Lakers. So it made the Lakers when I was a kid. It made the Lakers bigger than the NBA to me because it was a special occasion to see the Lakers.
1: Mm. Not to mention, so now I'm out really here dead. and the
2: Lakers are on all day. You know, they, they Lakers Sports Talk, Laker, Laker Radio, <laughs> Lakers Radio, Lakers doing car commercials, Boy. and you know, uh, it's just they're, they're all over the place. It's not the same team, so I don't have the same loyalty to them, but. uh it's just it's it's cool that it's that I'm on the West Coast now and that I get to see you know Portland at 7:30. I get to see the Trailblazers. I get to see the the uh, Warriors at 7:30. I get to see well, not that I want to see Phoenix, but you know they're on if you want to see them. It's not like a late night to watch basketball. Now. <laughs> well,
1: now you you talked about your allegiance to the Lakers when you were younger. Being out there now, do you have you gotten on the Clipper vibe at all? Or are you still just all Lakers all the time?
2: No, I go see I go see Clipper games over Laker games now because really? I, just, I just expect it to be a little bit more competitive. Mm-hmm. But I could be wrong that they're on this losing streak. I could be wrong, but usually it's a, it's, e- it's an easier ticket to get, and it's a, I expect a little bit more of a competitive basketball game. So mm-hmm. I go to Clipper games instead. I'm not I'm not really a fan of either team. It's just you know I'm out here, so yeah, got to go see somebody. Gotta I go see the Clippers based on who they're playing. You know, right. oh the Sixers are in town, I want to see that. Right, Minnesota's coming, I want to see that. Phoenix coming, I'll
0: go to a comedy club. <laughs> Are you, have you have the young guys, Tony, around the league, I know you mentioned Embiid. You know, I think of Embiid, Porzingis, and there's even some of the guys not as high profile, you know, Nikola Jokic in Denver, Carl Anthony yeah. Towns in Minnesota. There's so many good young players, young big men, Giannis Antetokounmpo in Milwaukee. Have yeah. they gotten you fired up about what what comes after LeBron? I know it's I know it's blasphemy to talk about the league past whenever LeBron finally decides to stop playing, but somebody's got to carry the torch. There's a lot of young you talent. You
2: know, it's funny when when I was in uh, New Orleans last year for All Star, mm-hmm. you could see that they're, they're they're leaning towards that. It was like you know they had players up banners up of players. You see uh, Steph Curry. You see you see Carl Anthony Towns. You see. Uh, Jimmy Butler, you would see. And I'm like, hey, they're they making the shift away from the LeBron, the, the uh, uh, Carmelos. They're making the shift away. I see they're getting ready for the next batch of young guys that are coming in. And there's so many young guys coming in. You got uh, Jason Tatum's going to be really good. Yeah. Kyrie is just on uh, another level right now. You got Steph, of course, you got Clay. You have uh, uh, Wiggins in uh, Minnesota. You got a. Uh, you got a. Uh, who else? Who else looks really good like young boys? Uh, Simmons, Indeed, of course. Yeah. Ben Simmons is so many. If Ben Simmons, Simmons, if ben so Simmons many, gets yeah. a jump shot, if Ben Simmons could get a jump shot, just a half, <laughs> maybe it'll go in every once in a while. Jump shot. He's gonna be a beast. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Even Phoenix has a young player, Devin Booker.
2: Yeah. I know. I know we've Devin been killing Booker, Phoenix, yeah, but yeah. Devin Booker got a mean stroke. Yeah. You got all the young boys in uh, in Sacramento. You got Fox. You got Mason. Uh, it's, it's the league's going to be good for the next, you know, they they don't have a problem. The guys that are going out, they won't be leaving like they left something, you know, they didn't leave it in good hands. Right,
0: right. I mean, I, I just think about that now. Man, LeBron is, I mean, think about this now. LeBron is 32, about to be 33 years old. Yeah. I remember when we first laid eyes on LeBron when he was 16 wearing a do-rag in the Hummer. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't yeah, know, yeah, we, we yeah. didn't know he'd turn out this great. Yeah. But he's on the back yeah, end of that now. Him.
2: Good it, there was, you know, people thought he might be a bust.
0: Yes. I, I remember talking to NBA people, Tony and Greg, who told me to my face, like, this guy is all hype. You know, there's no way he lives up to this hype. And these are seasoned NBA scouts well, and executives you, who, who you didn't you believe mean,
1: it. You mean they were seasoned?
0: Yes. They are no longer They're employed. Probably
1: so not.
2: Many yeah. of them are no
1: longer employed <laughs> in the league. <laughs> there's someone right
2: now telling that story. Like, who knew? wrong on TV. Who knew? I thought he'd be good, but
0: you know, I didn't think he'd be this good. Do you do you like? Do you feel like you can look at the league too now? Like there are a lot of industries where whoever is next, you don't see him coming. To me, the NBA, unlike almost any other entity, we know it. We know the the child star at sixteen. We know who he is. We can identify him so early in basketball. Something you can't do in other industries.
2: Right, but there's always that one player that we didn't really think was going to be that good, and he you know, really works on his game during the off season. I always like to see that. I love to see – this is what I like to see when, when the season ends and, you know, a guy had a really good season. I love to see a player come back the next season and he added a different element to his game. Yeah. He clearly took his, his job serious. He put in work. He comes back. He's better than he was. Maybe more assists, maybe more rebounds. But you can see – I love to see when a guy clearly comes back better than he was the season before.
1: And we got a couple of stars, like Giannis Antetokounmpo, yeah. Uh, Kawhi Leonard are, yes, are two yes, guys that yes. nobody envisioned that's right, that's getting point. to that level. Yeah. You know, even when you project even when you're being optimistic and you're projecting on the Kumpo and Kawhi, nobody was saying that, you know, those guys will be in the conversation as the best player in the league. Yeah. Like right. you didn't see that. Right. that and I speaks think to I think
2: uh, Giannis is gonna really benefit with our blood show there now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that is another
0: you know, and you you guys talked about this being a huge offseason and just the movement.
2: Man, I I
0: cannot remember a time when there was that much movement, and it and it had shifted so much of the balance of power around the league. Um, mm. Kyrie going to Boston when it happened, I was thinking, eh, you know, for what they're swapping. Then Isaiah Thomas's injury situation comes up. I didn't expect Boston to overtake Cleveland or to to knock Cleveland out of way, and and we don't know if they will come playoff time, right? But for them to steal right. to, to steal that spot the way they have early this season, man. It, it, this league is so unpredictable sometimes. I know we all think it's gonna be Cavaliers Warriors Part Four in June, yeah. which it very well could be. Yeah. But to me, one of the things about the league right now that's so appealing is that it's it's the best reality TV show going. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Every night you it's it's something new. And Joel Embiid, as you mentioned, Tony, if there's a dude in any sport who's better on and off the court. And I mean better with his game, and then in his social media game, mm-hmm. I need to see him because this dude is this dude is a monster on social media.
2: Yeah, I love it. And you know what? I was going to say another thing I was grateful for was uh, grateful for was the the Celtics run because I did I, I love the fact that it's not clearly the Cavs right now. Yeah, you know, but like you said, it might change because they got thirty points sitting on the bench right now with a hip injury. <laughs> but for right now, it's nice to see that at least we don't know for certainty that okay, let's just get to the finals where it's the Warriors and the Cavs.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's a great point, too, because last year, even though Boston had the best record, nobody really thought Boston could beat Mm -mm. Cleveland. Mm -mm. And, I mean, I still think Cleveland, if they get it all figured out, is going to be the best team. Having said that, though, this Boston team feels like it's better than the team they had a season ago. Which is crazy, yeah. The fact that Golden State has twice as many losses right now as Boston does. And Houston looks like they are a real team out west as well. We know San Antonio once they get Kawhi back with Aldridge playing well, like there is a lot more doubt as to who's going to get to the finals than there were last year. Last year, with all of the issues, it was still a foregone conclusion for most. Yeah, that we would see part three. And I don't know. I don't yeah, know the if we part four. The,
2: the second half is going to be amazing. Kawhi yeah. back, with Rudy Gay with Lamarcus Aldridge playing like Lamarcus Aldridge now. Right. Yeah. Uh, OKC still has to figure that thing out. Uh, Carmelo has never had this much firepower on his side. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see what Carmelo does in the playoffs. the Warriors, of course. I thought the Warriors got got like so much better with, uh, Omar Caspi and Swaggy P, yeah. but it just doesn't, hasn't played out just yet, which leads to the second half of the year being very, you know, much more exciting. Uh, Portland always, you know, there's always something there because they're exciting to, to watch and they could, you know, get, give somebody some trouble in the playoffs. But you said it. You said the team. Houston, man. Houston looks like they mean business. They got big guys. They got long guys. They got scorers. They got guys that could burn up a scoreboard so they could give the Warriors a run for their money.
0: I hope they do. Yeah. I hope they do. Tony Rock, comedian, actor, does it all, co-host of NBA TV, the uh, warm-up. You can check it out every Thursday this season before the TNT action. And, look, we're going to be tuned in. December 1st, All deaf Comedy on HBO, January 25th. BET, Black Card Revoke, man, you, you're doing it. And we appreciate your work and, and your insights, and we'll be checking you out.
2: Uh, thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Tony. Be
0: good, appreciate brother.
1: It. Be good.
2: Appreciate, it. appreciate you. Take
0: care. That's a, that's the thing about the game you got to love, G.A., is there are people in all these different facets that are, our intersection yeah. is basketball, but the what we see is so familiar. Like, it's mm-hmm. you grow up with a team. Like, he grew up in New York, loving the Lakers. I grew up in the shadow of Magic Johnson's hometown, forty-five minutes away, in Bad Boy Country, having to hide. You know, I wasn't sporting no starter Laker jerseys back then. I was yeah. like, let me let me rock this you business just, t-shirt like everybody wore, else. You just
1: wore it in house, <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> but I, I love the touchstone for everybody. It's like whatever era of the game you grew up in, that's you know that's what you remember. That's what resonates.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, and it does speak to if you go back to when David Stern started marketing the stars. It speaks to that, right, because I was the same way. I was a huge Laker fan geographically growing up in Vegas. Right. But I became a diehard Laker fan when Magic came because yeah. of the personality. And, and I, you know, I just remember watching him play Larry Bird in that championship game, which at the time I didn't even know was tape delayed. No, I had no idea. You know, but – it was must see, it, and again, we were fortunate enough to not have social media, so we really didn't know who won. Right, <laughs> yeah,
0: right. I and really we didn't know. I, really didn't know.
1: <laughs> I had to watch it and find out. Yeah, and and
0: our TV back then, we had the big floor model joint. It was so grainy back then. I wasn't sure what I was watching half the time anyway. Yeah. Okay. So like now with a you know with all this technology, it's like man Ooh. spoiled. Mm-hmm. I, I'm watching. I'm, I'm watching people watch stuff on their phone and going. I mean, and
1: you can go back, even with League Pass, you can go back and watch every game. I do it all the time, yeah. You know, that's, I mean, just, it's hard to envision that. Kids today growing up, that's all they know. Yeah. I mean, you think about all your favorite shows as a kid. Like, if you miss that show, oh. you might not ever get to see it. I remember,
0: like, there was appointment night to watch TV back in the day. Now, I don't know anybody who actually watches TV when it's on. They, I watch one everything. show.
1: There's only one show I watch that's not sports related mm-hmm. when it actually comes on, and that was Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah.
1: Actually, the only show yeah. for seven straight years, literally. We, my wife and I we watched that. Watching it, all, comes yeah, on. yeah. Other than that, everything else I'm catching, you know, DVR and mm-hmm. on the iPad or whatever. Yeah, no, I love it.
0: I love it. Tony Rock, man, I love. I love getting different people on the podcast mm-hmm. here, man, and just it's an interesting view for him being from Brooklyn, and then going across the country and being in the heart of. Laker country, because it's still Laker
1: country, no it's matter still, what you do. Oh, it's kind of like even in New York, the Nets have a following, but it's still Nick country.
0: I know we're talking about what we're thankful for, G.A. I'm thankful for John Schumann and the Schumann stat.
1: Shoo, what's
3: up? Fellas, oh, what's
1: happening? Shoo, you made me feel really smart last <laughs> week, because I was, like, actually getting some questions correct. I I, I was patting myself on the back, man. i got to be honest.
3: All right, we got a good one this week it is the it is the season of giving mm-hmm. right so so here's the, part 1 is fairly simple who's the all-time leader in career assists among active players
1: that's a really good one too um let's see who's the player because it's not is chris paul
3: chris paul correct yeah 8277 assists uh, LeBron is second, then Tony Parker, Rajon Rondo, and Russell Westbrook, number five. Wow!
1: Wow! Westbrook up to five.
3: Yep. Man, that's and all right. So part two is Chris Paul. There are ten players that Chris Paul has assisted at least two hundred times in his career.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: How many of the ten can you name? Um, so we're talking Clippers and Hornets here.
0: Well, it's got to be Blake Griffin.
3: Blake Griffin, number one, 1,157 assists from Chris Paul to Blake Griffin.
1: David West.
3: David West, number two, good, 1,120.
1: DeAndre
3: Jordan. DeAndre Jordan, number four, 574. J.J. Redick. J.J. Redick, number three, 634. Got Uh, the top four. Those are the easy ones, though.
0: (laughs) Uh, uh, Who else played with them? This is Tyson Chandler.
3: Tyson Chandler, yeah. correct, is number seven, 299. All right. Uh, the two, number five and number six were sort of small forwards with the Hornets in the uh, Chris Paul, David West right. era.
0: My boy nee- Lee Nalen probably didn't get up enough shots to make the list, but I wish no. he did. No, just, no just I do so. Just because I used to love Lee Nalen breaking, breaking sets
3: and jacking up threes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, small I'm, forwards with the Hornets. One mm-hmm. guy is more known for playing with the Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. The other guy, uh, both are retired since. Right. Both are since retired. The other guy was, you know, got around a little bit. Um, Stojakovic
0: played. Did, did he?
3: Paiza, correct yeah. number. Yeah. He's number five, one okay. hundred twenty-nine. All right. Number six is another, maybe sort of a small forward after after Paiza left. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: <sighs> Who was a small forward on that team? Page was the one I remembered. I can't remember the other
3: The other guy, I think, played for the Spurs at the end of his career. Played for a lot of teams.
1: I
0: feel ancient now thinking about that, how long ago that That Hornets was a long time was. ago.
3: Yeah. We'll go back to number six, All right. the Hornets. Seven, uh, eight, nine, and ten are all with the Clippers. Right.
1: Uh. I was going to say Jamal Crawford, but he Jamal only... Crawford, number eight. Yeah. Okay.
3: And then the other guy, one guy is definitely retired. The other guy is – Maybe retired, not not playing this year. Mm-hmm. Played last year, won a ring last year, and does not have a team this year right now.
1: Oh, that's uh, Barnes,
3: Matt Barnes. He's number nine, number okay. ten. Played two seasons with the Clippers early in Chris Paul's uh, Clippers tenure. Small forward. Also played. Uh, probably best known for playing with the Wizards. Uh, also played for the Lakers and Heat.
0: Karan Butler.
3: Karam, no, Karam, butler. Butler. Yeah. Karam Butler. All right, so let's go back to number six. He has the same last name as one of the guys that you, you, we just named.
1: Uh, it's not Stoyakovich. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. Uh, <laughs>
3: Another butler. Rasul. Rasul ah, Butler.
1: Russell that was the one That's the right.
0: Yeah. That's right.
3: So we have Blake Griffin, David West. J.J. Reddick, DeAndre Jordan, Pedro Stojakovic, Ralph Sewell Butler, Tyson Chandler, Jamal Crawford, Matt Barnes, and Karan Butler are the 10 guys that Chris Paul has assisted at least 200 times in his career. Wow. it's
1: a lot of dudes that owe
0: Chris Paul some, uh, some Christmas
1: cards, <laughs> huh? <laughs> what, do you think he, what do you think he ends up on the all-time assist list? You, what are you projecting? Him?
3: Well, let's see. He's number 10. Uh, if, if he plays the rest of this season, he can move up past Andre Miller at number 9. Uh, another season, we'll get him past Gary Payton and Isaiah Thomas at seven and eight. Ooh. So I think he, he, he I think he's, he's definitely the, the, in the top seven. Yeah,
1: yeah. get to the top five would be tough. After,
3: after that, you go, you're talking Oscar, Magic, Mark Jackson, Steve Nash, Jason Kidd, John Stockton. Stockton.
0: Yeah, you get up in that neck of the woods. I and mean, nobody's Stockton. He was, gets to, I mean, he can
3: get to ten thousand, and then you're in Magic territory. Yeah, right. nobody's gonna get to Stockton. No, uh, yeah, he's no, no, no. No. We have to uh, – this, this Lonzo Ball talk of, of his assists <laughs> getting padded It makes you want to say, all right, let's go back and somebody needs to watch all 15,806 yeah. of uh, <laughs> Stockton's assists and, and figure out how many of those were real.
1: Uh, you think somebody was big baller branding the stats well, back then? But you know that
3: the, well, in fairness to Stockton,
1: <laughs> though, you got to remember, a guy played 19 years.
3: Oh, and he played almost every game. Every, every game. game. He I never I mean, yeah. had microfaxer surgery and came back in, like, game six you know, yeah. of that season, you know, like he didn't, you know, he, he had like amazing. one of the first microfracture surgery and barely missed any games that season, you know. I mean, he had a ball in his hands that was, every that was back, minute.
1: Yeah, that yeah. was back when it was a macro fracture surgery. Yeah. It, it yeah. wasn't even it, micro back
3: right. <laughs> then. They hadn't, they hadn't perfected
0: that
1: part yet. No doubt. Yeah. Shoot, shoot,
3: what's on the menu at the uh,
0: Schumann residence for uh, Thanksgiving?
3: Oh, it's going to be a small party. You know, we have it, all the uh, in-laws and, and grandparents are out of town, so we've got a. Uh, you know, the standard fare, mm-hmm. turkey and uh, stuffing and green beans and, let's see. You ain't got no, know, you ain't got to, no collards? You ain't got no collards?
1: you ain't got no collards? You
3: ain't got no collards? No, we're not a collard green kind of family. Right, like, just thought you I know, thought sweet of that. potatoes, though, sweet potatoes. I had a feeling you, know, you weren't, about,
1: but I just wanted to put that on out there just <laughs> in case. I didn't want to I be presumptuous. Mind
3: I don't mind them. You know, I've I've had them, I've had them here and there, out and about. But, yeah, y'all yeah, don't know, do them chitlins and
1: hot malls. No chillings and hog malls coming around. We got none of them in my nah, house either. You know, nah. we're
3: we're a South American family, so we. Uh,
1: hey man, hey hey hey! They they, they get down know. in South America. Melissa doing all the cooking. Oh yeah, so yeah, you know, oh, oh yeah, dang. that's what you're. Ex- you don't do the turkey. No, at least? no analytics in the kitchen, huh? you got no force in there. Huh? I,
3: I do my. I do the dishes. <laughs> I'll do the
1: dishes. Y'all y'all gonna fry. well then that means you baking the turkey. You're not frying it. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, Correct. Yeah. Nice. John
0: Schumann with the Schumann step. We appreciate you as always, man. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, brother. Hi, right, fellas. Happy All right. Thanksgiving to you guys. All right, you, man. That, look, I don't. I don't know about what's on the menu where you're going to be at GA, but we're going to have some. It's going to be some greens man
1: Well, that's what I was saying. Going to be know, some. I, I was putting it out there. I it's got a be feeling that a few of the people listening to our podcast going to uh, have some collards. Yeah, you got to have some collards. Yeah, right. yeah. Them collards be banging like Crypto man. I love them collards. <laughs> I ain't gonna even. I ain't gonna lie to you. I look forward to the college. Speaking of banging, I wonder what kind of work I did on
0: bragging rights. I wonder if I you might have got out another three and zero week. Did you? I don't
4: know. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what like, did bring it back I, I, down I guess, earth? I guess
1: not. Did we make up any ground?
4: The we here is the uh, wrong pronoun. <laughs> G.A., you had an, uh, another zero and three week. Zero and three.
1: So I lost the game.
4: Yeah, he went one and uh, two. Seku was two and one. Oh wow. Oh, my Se-Kou. goodness! Look, you both called Warriors over Celtics.
1: Yes. The oops. Yeah. Oops. That was a mistake.
0: Hey, it should have been Warriors over Celtics. They finished the game.
1: Hey, hey if and ain't no ifs, if, if our aunt, aunt had balls, she'd be our uncle. So we ain't going there. <laughs> we ain't going there. It is what it is. That's the beauty of sports. It's black and white. Man.
4: So Seku, you're at six and three on Ooh, the season. I got
1: to be one and seven. One, one and eight. And eight. I'm about Ooh. to get going. Let's start. It's so, on. From here, I might not lose another game.
4: Okay. <laughs> I might not lose another game. We'll save that. Just keep playing that all year. Yes. Uh, Saturday night, Blazers versus Wizards.
1: Mm-hmm. Where's the game? D.C. Mm. You got the lead, so you, you need know the lead us off. The Wizards got to have that game, but
0: i am telling you who's going to have a long night is Marcin that? Gortat because mm. big big Yusuf nurture. He's coming to town. And he's, this is a young dude that's got to make his rep. He's playing for a contract, playing to establish himself. I'm going, I'm going with the Wizards, but I want, oh, I'm, God, I'm, I'm, I'm was... expecting a big night
1: out of Nurkic. Oof, man, that's I tell you what, that's that's going to be an interesting game. Both teams are starting to kind of figure it out a little bit, a little bit,
0: a little bit. I'm worried about John Wall's needle. I'm yeah, not... that's a big that's concern. a concern for me.
1: That's a big concern. It's it's hard to go against the Wizards at home. I'm gonna, but they have not been a good home team. I know. They've actually been porous, so I do need to make up some ground, you know. So I might just <laughs> what got to... you in the trouble. I got in my I, I start I start going against my, my better judgment. <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Blazers in that one. That's how you play with a lead, man. I know how to play with a I'm lead. I'm gonna go with the Blazers.
4: Alright, then we're going to Monday. Pistons at Celtics. Oh,
1: that's an easy one.
4: You might think so. That's an easy. Who one. knows? A lot of lopsided matchups this week. If you look at the weekend, there's not many uh, similar teams. But Pistons are still doing well.
1: They are. You know what? I'm going out on a limb. I'm going for the upset special. Oh. And I'm taking the Pistons. In I like
0: it. Line. Man, you're stealing my thunder there. I, was, I definitely don't think the Celtics can finish the season under you know without losing. They're not in going the game. 80 and two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a tough one though. I think. Detroit probably will get them, um, but just to keep things interesting, I'm gonna definitely go with the Celtics in this. Way.
4: All right, then finally Monday night battle of LA Lakers Clippers. Ooh.
0: ooh, ooh! Man, can we let the legends? Can we? Can we let the legends from both teams play?
4: No,
3: making this I, a tough
4: week. Uh,
1: who's the home team? Uh,
4: Clippers technically, <laughs> so no banners. Oh, to
1: me oh man, that's that's. Well, I mean, the thing is, though, Clippers got that horrible news about Beverly You're having right. a knee surgery. That that's they, they, They're they going to be behind the eight ball a little bit. I got to go with the Lakers in that one.
0: The Clippers better have gotten off the slide by then. They better have won a game before then. Well, they ain't got many if, more if chances. The streak is still rolling by Monday. Ooh, ooh. Sizzling hot. Ooh. Sizzling hot on Doc Rivers in LA. I'm going with the Clippers. They they gotta have every win necessary. They got seven of the next twelve on the road after they play Atlanta on Wednesday night. They gotta have they gotta have a game like that. I'm going with the Clippers.
1: Okay. Three, three different picks. I love so it. we shall see. Let's get it. Let's get it. The only I look, thing I don't like, I don't remember who we picked when we get in here for the podcast. Like, I was sitting there that's like. That's the fun. That is.
0: That's, that's part of the fun of it is just wondering, man, how bad did I screw it up from last yeah. week? Yeah. You know, well, I, I look,
1: I can't do no worse. Been there. I can't been do no, no worse. No, no. Oh, you can You can only go on three.
0: So. <laughs> no question. Listen, we appreciate everybody tuning in this week. It's uh, Thanksgiving, and uh, we, we're thankful, first and foremost, for all of the listeners here the hang time podcast subscribe to hang time on apple podcast for a new episode every week this season want to show some love to tony rock comedian actor analyst joining us here john schumann with the schumann stat is always dropping knowledge making us feel smart sometimes and not so smart others don't forget to leave a review let us know how we're doing make sure ga understands that folks (laughs) are listening they know what your record is on bragging rights (laughs) <laughs> we'll and see
1: you don't tweet me but don't don't <laughs> at me either don't at me
0: <laughs> but we'll definitely see you here next week on the hang time podcast
2: thanks for listening to the hang time podcast and be sure to subscribe on apple podcast for a new episode every thursday this season and as always say kuna matata